I'm going to call this meeting to order. Can we get the roll call, please? Or good evening. Uh, we have um, Commissioner Hernandez. Then Commissioner Kelly. Here. We Commissioner Moore is recused for tonight. Uh, Commissioner Nielsen. Here. Zeiss. Here. And Chair Crawford. Here. But here it says Vice Chair. Although well, I guess uh, we explain that when we get to the uh, Vice Chair elections. So uh, next item would be Pledge of Allegiance. Excuse me, before we move on to the Pledge of Allegiance, since um, Commissioner Kelly is appearing telephonically, I believe by just cause, he needs to state on the record why he is appearing telephonically today. Oh, okay. I'm appearing telephonically because I am ill. Thank you. Okay. Uh, announcements by the chair. Um, I guess we. Can, I guess I could do that. Uh, I'll announce that uh, we were handed a memorandum by the planning director. That uh, I don't know if Commissioner Kelly got this or not. I did receive it by email a few minutes ago. Okay. Yeah, we were handed it when we sat down here. Um, so I mean, I won't go too far into it, but. Uh, the only thing I'll state, the only thing I would, I mean, I stand by everything I put in the email. Um, I've tried working within the system. Um, I've been involved in this for over 20 years, 30 years total since my first application to the county. I've been a public official for 14 years and nothing's working. So the housing element is a rare opportunity to get the state to step in and maybe do something that the county just hasn't been able to accomplish up to this point. Uh, I actually signed the email as chair because at the time I wrote it, which was just a couple of days ago, uh, I was chair because Chair Jen had resigned. I had spoken to him and confirmed that with him. Uh, at no time in the email did I suggest the comments provided represent the entire commission. I sent it on my county email because I was sending it uh, as describing my experiences on the commission and the process that we've had at the commission. So I'm not sure why I would send that on my private business email. Uh, I did think about that, but I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was necessary to do that. So when we get to the end, if there's any comments on that, or I can, I can actually, I guess I can rearrange the uh, agenda and go to Commission comments at this point, if any commissioners have anything they'd like to say on it. I'll make a, a comment. Um, obviously, we don't we haven't had much time to truly digest this um, across the board. You know, the email that was sent to the state and the reply. Um, the planning director, and then in addition to uh, the document that was in the back for by Baker Tilly, I think that as commissioners, maybe we should put this on a future agenda, possibly one that does not have 
a lot of other agenda items and really delve into this individually to be able to speak on it. Try to uh, figure out how we make everything efficient and work for the people of this county. Any other comments? Okay. I have a comment. Um, I think it's like supposed to be like a three page document, but for some reason, my copy's 36 pages of the same document repeating itself. So I'm not thinking I'm missing something, just that I got a long scan or some such thing. Um, I, you know, it's, it's, um, in my experience, it's not typical, but it's not unprecedented. Members of the Berkeley City Council and I believe the Oakland City Council sent letters to HCD over their respective agencies um uh hcd letter or you know housing elements after they were passed or in process or occasionally I've, i don't know i've seen someone send it in response to the feedback letter but i've definitely seen that happen um i actually thought that um chair crawford was not trying to represent the committee though maybe it was not the best judgment in retrospect to sign it as chair i mean you did say he currently serves as chair and I understand using your county email and, you know, these certainly aren't comments from the committee. I think that the HCD is sophisticated enough to understand the difference. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, maybe in the future it's better to articulate that so that it can't be misinterpreted, but I didn't, my read in the last four and a half minutes is not that Mark was trying to be nefarious or anything other than forthright. And these are the kind of comments he'd made in public. So I hope that, um, I hope that's how we think about it. It probably might be appropriate to have a different conversation elsewhere, but you know, it would also be nice, as my colleague just mentioned, to have this come before us at some point to have more of a commission um, discussion, especially because we have so many new colleagues since the housing element was passed. I don't believe that some of our members have even heard the staff presentation on the housing element in the first place. So outside of you know this specific issue, I think it indirectly raises a good a good point that as you know staff is probably working on their own response and the agency response that may or may not come to us um i think it would be good for the new commissioners and for the old commissioners to refresh ourselves on on where things with the housing element stand thank you okay moving on to open forum did you have did you want to say something else sure go ahead and to kind of compliment on that sentiment a lot of us are are new and what the specific role of this commission is going to play in the future or where exactly this report that we really haven't been able to review as much as well. I think it's, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just taking some assumptions here, but it's, it was designed to give us some tools to fix an apparent problem that's going on in the, in the County. And I don't know how this body does that without putting it on the agenda and going forward with some type of of recommendation um well yes I'm, I'm acting this as a kind of an open forum between us so what i what we had talked about last time and what commissioner kelly had brought up was trying to get a presentation from the consultant or some kind of presentation on this report to the commission i i am actually working on that uh it's not something that can happen overnight um so I, I, I think that would be really good if we could do that. Um, if not, then we're going to need to read through it and um, make some highlights and, you know, certainly put it on the agenda. I think it's, 
I think as far as our agenda goes, the permit streamlining, this this really falls under it because that's what this is all, that's what it's all about. So that's on our agenda at every meeting. So, I mean, we can literally talk about it then. Um, I didn't know that staff was going to give us a copy of this today. It's nice because I haven't printed out a copy myself yet. I'm just, now I can go through and highlight stuff instead of just looking at it on the computer. So I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, we we have it on the agenda and I think we can uh, decide if we want to talk about it in detail at, at uh, the next meeting um, and have it more formally agendized uh, if that's what we want to do or just wait until we get the presentation, you know, whatever the council wants to do on that's fine. Is there a committee to make a recommendation? Oh, so what we had talked about and we, we have a permit streamlining subcommittee, which we kind of need to reconstitute because not all the members are still here that were on it. Um, so there's that. But at the same time, honestly, I think this is just something we should deal with as a full commission, because I think all the topics that we're going to touch on are going to be educational for all of us. And, um, you know, I think once we get through the initial document as a commission, just pick a few things we want to focus on and try to work towards you know, getting those uh, done. Just the, just the fact that we're talking about this and I'm making inquiries on trying to get CAO's office or someone to give us a presentation on it. Uh, TNP is actually going to start um, having it on their agenda, which is Board of Supervisors, Transportation and Planning uh, Subcommittee. They're going to have it on their uh, agenda I think every other month or something like that so that they can keep a much closer because they haven't nobody's done anything on this really since July. So it's been collecting dust on a shelf for six months. And that's what I'm trying to avoid at this point. So at the end, um, under comments, we can kind of talk about this again as far as how we want to put this on our next agenda. So any other comments? For now. All right. Moving on to open forum. This is a opportunity for anyone to speak on any item that is not on the agenda. Um, can we put the attendees up on our list here as opposed to panelists that we can see? And is there anyone in the audience at, uh, online? Uh, open forums for the We can see if somebody has their hand raised. So I don't I don't see any hands raised. So I'm gonna on to the next item, which is field report, which we don't have one. Committee reports, we kind of touched on that already. Approval of the minutes, January 16th, 2024. Are there any changes to the minutes? If not, is there a motion to approve? Motion to approve. For a second. We have a motion and a second. All those in favor say aye. 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 Kelly? Aye. <laughs> hey, minutes are approved. Uh, let's see, we have no items on the consent calendar. Uh, regular calendar is election of the vice chair. So as we kind of touched on once again earlier, um, Commissioner Hal uh, Jen has resigned from the commission. Um, 
I did speak with him to find out. He did tell me earlier this year that he felt he was probably going to resign and wasn't going to serve the whole year. Uh, he also sits on the um, uh, Chabot Las Positas board. He's an elected official on that board. And he was elected chair uh, or president of that board. And so his, his duties were going to be expanding somewhat. And their meetings are about the same as the planning commission. So he felt that really just now was the time he needed to step off. Uh, and it's it's a shame to lose him. Um, the way the process works, the vice chair becomes chair at that point. So at this point, we need to elect a vice chair. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but generally somebody nominates somebody else for vice chair. And then um, we take a vote on it. I nominate Ryan Nielsen. Yeah, second for a for a, a vice chair, or is it just a nomination and then a vote? Is there me moment? Okay, <laughs> I'll do this often enough to know. Andy, you had something to say. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that I would like to nominate myself. I've been here almost nine years now and haven't served in a role yet and would be happy to. Uh, okay, so what do we to nomination? Apologies, I'm I'm not buying time. I'm having a little bit of an IT issue. Agenda. So we're going to withdraw the nomination for Ryan Nielsen so that will solve that problem. I do not believe it requires a second. Okay. And I'm going to, I don't want Andy uh, to feel like he needs to do that. I'm going to nominate Andy for vice chair. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I don't have your phone number, Andy. I need to get your phone number so I can call you. But uh, I, I almost called you, Mark. I'm just not feeling well. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. This is awkward with the distance. Oh, that's okay. You you have been here the longest at this point. You're the uh, senior commissioner, so um, yes. Everyone, please stay healthy and take care of yourselves. 
Okay, so all those in favor of Andy to be vice chair, say aye. 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 Thank you. Okay, moving on to item two, PLN 2023-50, site development review, Sullivan Studio, KDA. This is a this come back as an application and an appeal. Um, so we'll try not to get uh, too mixed up on that. Um, I think that uh, was noticed as an application to give us the ability to change any other conditions other than the two that were being appealed um, is my sense of it. And so do we want to staff report on this? Uh, who wasn't here the last time? I wasn't here, but I watched the video all the way through. Okay. So um, do we feel we need a, a full staff presentation on this or is staff got something maybe abbreviated they want to uh, do? Well, we, it's about a 10 slide of, uh, PowerPoint that will prepared. Yeah, go ahead. We That's fine. If you'd like. That's fine. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Yeah, I try to, I'll try to keep it brief as I can. Um, yes, this uh, plan commission did hear this on January 16th. Um, it is a density bonus project um, allowing 11 units. Um, general location is 20036 Anita Avenue in Cache Valley. The density bonus um, application, the base allows seven, and then which allows a 46.25% increase, increase in units, allowing 11 units at 1,000 square feet floor area. Uh, unit is two-story townhomes, and the rear 10 units are three stories. Planning director approved per the with additional recommendations um, and conditions of approval from the Castro Valley MAC, including um, the design of the required parking as a carport and an enclosed garage. And the applicants appealed that specific um, conditions of approval. In addition, the plan director added uh, additional conditions of approval regarding garbage containers, um, collection, and um, the lease agreements for the use of garages as parking spaces. The appeal was received on December 13, 2023. Um, the basis of appeal is mainly the applicants are willing to provide a lease agreement indicating that the garage spaces will be used for um, cars and not for storage um, use. The planning director, planning commission um, provided comments regarding the, the approval from the plan director, um, including correction of the correct sanitation company, um, indicating that the cardboard design would create a soft story, which is susceptible to earthquake damage, um, and, do, and including um, comments about code enforcement issues on cars that are parked on the street for more than 72, 72 hours and inoperable vehicles. There is a site plan of the development. Um, with the front unit being a single two-story townhome, and then the rear units um, are three stories. And also the fire access um, turnaround and also the gate on the northern um, shared gates with, with the northern uh, property. This is a rendition um, of the two-story townhome in the front. These are uh, renditions and floor plans from the, the three-story townhomes. And the architect shared with us uh, the potential storage that could go into um, these garages um, with um, around 292 cubic square feet of uh, storage for a two-car garage versus 
56.25 cubic uh, storage for a carport and uh, garage design. Staff recommends the planning commission um, review uh, if the appeal has merit and if so, approve the appeal, which would eliminate the conditions of approval um, requiring the carport design. And also staff also looked into the condition regarding the garbage collection. Um, it would be unfeasible for um, the garbage truck to go in and turn around safely on the property as there is a gated access way between the northern property. Um, so that condition would be removed as well um, if the plan planning commission does um, approve the appeal by the applicant. Thank you. Okay, can you go back to slide five? It's this basis of appeal, the rental agreement, the rental agreement is not 19 or 22. So my assumption was that the rental agreement, which is actually 23, was, was not part of the original appeal. I just want to make sure we're all on the same page here. Right. Okay. So that, that's incorrect and that the basis of the appeal is, is the first bullet point, the rental agreement. Applicants did provide um, a draft rental agreement to the planning staff, um, and they felt like that um, providing that uh, it would negate the need for the design of the carports design. It and it was included in a draft condition of approval. Um, 23, correct. Okay, yeah. I that just... the applicant providing that um, condition or that lease agreement was included as a condition of approval 23, but they're appealing 19 and 22. Okay, well, that's confusing. I just want to make sure nobody's confused by that, that we're, we're accurate in how we're describing that. Um, is there any questions for staff? Commissioners, before um, you discuss amongst yourselves, I would like to address a topic that came up in the last planning um, commission meeting. Um, after we heard this issue, there was a question of whether your commission could make conditions or revise this application to your liking beyond what is appealed today. I did some research in that regard and um, concluded that the case law on this is well settled that the planning commission needs to have authority to expand its actions um, beyond the appeal and that no such authority exists currently in our zoning ordinance. Um, and therefore the action by the planning commission today, the action you take is only regarding this appeal. You can have discussions about other conditions. That's on today's agenda if you'd like, but your action today is only regarding the appeal, those two conditions itself. Our authority would have to be in the zoning ordinance for us to do that? That's correct. Now, I wanna emphasize this is the site development review process that we're talking about. As, as opposed to? Any other uh, review process, such as a variance or a conditional use permit, I'm not addressing those specifically today, but this is regarding the county site development review process and what the planning, I'm sorry, what the zoning ordinance conveys as an authority to the planning commission. 
I, I, county staff does not uh, uh, is not not an agreement on this. I, I spoke to others about the same topic and was told that the planning commission does have the authority, and that is why it was, you know, why it was noticed as an application and appeal. So how do you square that? Because you've you've noticed this as an application and an appeal at this point. So how does that? I haven't noticed anything. I work for the county council's office. Staff has noticed this based on your request at the last meeting. And any discussion beyond the appeal itself was not compliant with the Brown Act to begin with. So that was re-noticed. So it would be compliant with the Brown Act. After that meeting, I took it amongst myself and my team to review whether or not the planning commission had this authority and concluded that they do not. Okay. All right. So do we have any public speakers on this item? We got one. Here. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, Caroline's iPad. Uh, Caroline, you. you Can you hear me? Uh, yes, go ahead, please. Okay, I attended the first two meetings and unfortunately I was not able to attend the last one, but I did write a letter via email and I sent it to several people in hopes that somebody would read it. Um, my concern again is the parking garages will not be used for storage. I know the owners own the units, the Via Anita units next door, and the appeal says garages are more desirable to renters. At this point, I think renters would rent a shed with no garage because it's housing is so crazy here. But I'm all for eliminating this one car garage and one carport. If it's a two car garage, with open and no door because if you walk up and down this street and the neighboring streets nobody uses the garage even next door owned by the same owner in the via Nita parking you can go there any time of day and they all have garages and many cars are parked in front of the garage and and the garbage thing we got um those garbages going out on the street the sidewalk improvement helped with walking, but it took away some of the parking. A lot of people lost parking that they had in front of their homes. And it happened to be people that are in the immediate area. So if they don't figure out something to do with these garbage cans that are on the street, I, it's just going to be crazy. Um, so please consider, I would, I'm all for the no appealing this as long as it's two car garages with an open door that's no no garage that has a closed door thank you no okay. more speakers more speakers okay i'm going to close the public portion commissioners um so I don't know, to me, if you take the door off a garage, it becomes a carport, but um, <laughs> it's, 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 that's my approach there. Uh, comments? Yeah. Last meeting, they were talking about the extra storage. If you have a garage, no matter what, you're going to be storing stuff in it. But if you can make it organized for them and give them those stacking, and if we can have that, at least we can try so they can actually use a garage because there is no other parking. 
And their concern is people are going to be storing stuff in there. But if you made it organized and made it part of the plan, I think that's a way we can get around it. It would work for everybody. Because there's no other, I mean, the parking there, it's, there's no place to go. Still feel like it's pretty intrusive and we're blaming uh, <laughs> code enforcement on that for the parking and everything else that's happening around there and putting that burden on the people that are creating more houses and helping us get to our arena numbers. I don't, I don't feel like, you know, telling people what they can do inside their garages. Hopefully, I mean, I would think that if I had a garage personally, my vehicle would be in the garage, um, especially with the fact that we have break-ins uh, all the time now. I mean, people don't leave anything in their cars. Uh, if you have the safety of a garage, uh, I would think that people would park in it, but but maybe not, but it's also the individual's prerogative uh, to, to where they're going to park. I know, I understand it creates uh, more of a problem, but it sounds like this is a problem area to begin with. And I, I really encourage uh, Caroline's iPad. I'm, I'm guessing it's Caroline. Uh, to try to work with county staff, the police department, and everyone else to try to solve some of the issues there. Um, and it's a it's disappointing that it's to that state the way it is. But my uh, opinion would be to kind of move forward with this, with the strikes on the appeals. Um, okay, so I appreciate County Council researching that because the last thing we want to do is something that's not either legal or, you know, making sense. Um, so my, my preference would be to grant the appeal and strike um, the two conditions related to the carports, um, which would be 19 and 22. And so I saw on a slide, but I don't know that it's... I guess it probably doesn't even matter really, but uh, 20, um, the plant, the planning director is removing that or something. Is that? Yes. Um, due to the fact that the garbage containers um, accessing the gate is unfeasible. That, that gate is locked 24 um, seven and only accessible by the fire department. Okay. So just from a process standpoint, does the zoning ordinance allow the planning director to remove conditions weeks or months after approval? Well, I'm not sure when this was removed. Um, this, the planning director has brought authority, but there is a, a timeline on that. Didn't he make a decision and that this these conditions of approval were his decision? The applicant has 10 days to appeal that, but I don't, I wouldn't think that the planning director, this is hearing date, I don't know what the date this was approved. It's not saying, it's not telling us here. Any any sense of when this was approved? When did you sign the um, approval letter, Albert? It was in the presentation. I don't have that right in front of me. It's see. Oh, today? Back in December. So, I mean, the 10-day pill period is, is long gone. I think that uh, generally if it's a, I think it was a condition of approval that we thought was feasible when it was, Placed, but now that we know that it's not feasible, oh. it doesn't make sense to impose that on the project. That you be able to comply with it. Uh, 
I I agree, but I'm just trying to figure out. It is a little bit of unusual on the process. Um, but yeah, I, cause I mean, if you have the authority to do that, I mean, you could change any condition at any time. Right. I mean, there needs to be, there's a process for that. They'd have to go back and it's usually if they wanted to change something major with the project, they'd have to go back and amend the SDR. I don't see, you know, and go through the process for this condition. Yeah, but I don't, I don't want to, I mean, I, County council's done some, some research to make sure that the planning commission doesn't overstep its authority. And at the same time, I don't want to see the planning director overstep his authority. I mean, I agree that 20 needs to go away and I would have recommended doing that, uh, except we don't have the uh, authority to do that. So I'm, I'm questioning, does anybody have the authority to do that? I guess at this point in time, um, the condition that one was not appealed. Um, can the planning director just alter conditions months after approval, I guess is the question. And I'll respond to that to say that that is not before the commission today. The actually, it is because that's what he's saying he's going to do. I'm sorry. Those are not. Actually, it is part of our discussion here because that's what he's saying he's going to do. He's going to remove condition 20, which is not one of the two that are being appealed. And so my question is, does the planning director have authority to remove conditions months after the approval of a project? No, not months without, was it, I'm that sorry. You said it was approved me. in December. I didn't finish my sentence. Uh, not months without, uh, after approval of the project. Um, but I, your action today should be narrowly tailored to those two conditions that are the subject, 19 and 22, I believe are the numbers. I'm not trying to go beyond that. I'm not trying to... Uh, I'm not trying to affect condition 20. I'm trying to, I don't want the applicant to walk out of here not knowing what is going on. Do I, can I put the garbage carts on the street? Do I have to keep them on site? The condition is so poorly written that it can't be enforced because waste management doesn't provide services to Castor Valley. However, it starts out by stating garbage containers shall remain on site. So, I don't think it's inappropriate to have the conversation. I mean, I understand Albert's sentiment. I agree with it, but I'm I'm questioning the authority. I think it's a legitimate question because the applicant's going to be like, okay, what am I supposed to do? I was sort of curious why, why that particular uh, condition of approval wasn't appealed. Um, if they went through the trouble to appeal the others, if they thought that they could, maybe the applicant could, could address that and that might clear it up for us a bit, but... I mean, I, I think that, you know, uh, taking a common sense approach here to me makes, you know, makes sense because if it's not a feasible condition of approval, I know that the process is a little odd, but um, if, if, for example, on another project, if somebody, if, I, if we were to put a condition and they came back and said, this is completely infeasible, it's impossible for me to comply with this condition, we would not enforce it. Um, that's our, our general approach. I mean, we would do that administratively. We wouldn't go through a whole nother hearing if that condition um, as proposed would be possible to comply with. All the conditions, once again, garbage condition, garbage containers shall remain on site. We've had a member of the public testify today that that's, you know, what they want. So what happens later when a member of the public makes a complaint to code enforcement because the carts are on the street and this condition legally remains here, you know, we would we would not we you know wouldn't be in the final approval. We would take it out if it's infeasible. 
because that would just be confusing. We're, we're going around in circles, yeah. but that yeah, brings exactly. us back to, do you have authority? I think, I, I mean, I, I agree with you wanting to do this. I think it'd be great to take 20 out, but if we can't take 20 out, I don't think you can either. So, because <laughs> if that's the case, let's take 23 out while we're at it. But, um, because I don't think that the uh, I don't think the planning uh, department should be interfering in private party contracts, enforcing landlords to submit in perpetuity their leases for approval. That's twenty three, which I've never seen before. I mean, I can see that in an affordable housing situation because you have a whole process for that. But for market rate housing, that's just and and all of these conditions are based on there being a parking problem when the parking exceeds what's required. There is no parking problem on this project. It, it's providing 22 when 16.5 are required. So to have these four conditions on here to address fully compliant parking, to me, just makes no sense. I, I um, Looking at the appeal letter, I think that was what that was referring to, the, the thing that you pointed out in the basis for the appeal is the applicant is saying that they have already drafted a rental agreement that requires the garages be used only for parking and not for storage. So that's why they didn't appeal that. Yeah. And I, you know, that's certainly their option to appeal it, but I don't want to see this become the norm. And that's think, my concern. I, I think that, you know, we've definitely have learned something here um, around that particular issue and the garbage and even the carport, the carport is kind of an unsettled issue though, because we were just looking at a project right down the street that has carports uh, right across the street on Anita. So it's not a, it's not an unusual thing, but I think it's also, we were responding to the Mac wanting, they wanted some kind of condition that would get to this, to the heart of people not using their garages for storage and using for parking. So that's the best that we could come up with. And I, you know, they went with that. Not a, not a horrible idea, maybe not the best idea, but um we don't really have a policy that says you shall not do carports. Um, we just don't put them under buildings anymore. We don't create soft well, story. Well, that may, that may be true too. So, um, but anyway, I think that the, the, the two conditions as I see it, the question today is it, do, do you want to grant the appeal to eliminate the carport requirement? Um, and if you do, then there's two conditions that we'll take out. And I guess the, uh, the other one that's infeasible. So where are we at on 20? Are we going to, are we going to just try to ignore this and just hope for the best or what? I believe that would be up to the applicant. Or condition 20. They could have filed an appeal for that condition and they did not. Correct. So that's where we are with 20. Okay. So it's going to stay. It's not of issue today. Okay. And our Kelly Commissioner Kelly. Um, I wasn't prepared for this to be the conversation because I thought we were going to be able to discuss the other conditions. I'm not prepared to do anything on this. Um, I'm not prepared to vote for this vote has 23 in it ever or to establish what will become a precedent that people can force the landlord to restrict the rights of the renter. I mean, where does that stop? Can you put curfews in for your own building or, you know, require people to only 
have, you know, one child or no nanny or you can't have a birthday party. I mean, where does that sort of control stop? That seems draconian and wrong to me on a fundamental issue. Um, so I'm curious what it takes for us to who has the authority to amend the zoning ordinance so that we do have the authority to consider conditions of an appeal. If one condition of the appeal was that the carport had to have blue paint on the side and the other condition of appeal was that the carport had to exist, or condition of approval rather, and the applicant only approves the carport existing, but we have no input on the other related conditions. It just, it, you have to take your trash cans out only on Tuesdays, but then there's no condition requiring there to be a dumpster. Like it, it seems like it broadly weakens the authority or efficacy of this body to enforce our zoning rules or to oversee staff or to override the MAC or other advisory committees if we are only able to pull out part of related matters. And that seems very odd to me. I, I agree with all of that. I think we are, our hands are tied in that 19 and 22 are the only uh, conditions that we can affect. But then we're left with the fact that the planning director is telling us they're going to take out 20, but county council is telling us don't talk about it. So, and, the county and council can't tell us not to talk about something. They can just tell us we're out of order. Well, it's it's like that's it shouldn't be part of our conversation. I guess it's not part of what we're supposed to be looking at today. Um, and I, I, I don't like approving. I mean, I okay. So we have an appeal in front of us for two conditions. We can act on that. That's great. But then, it this thing's still a mess. I mean, it's, you know, it's, you got two conditions remaining in there that are ridiculous and should never be in there and we can't fix it. And there seems to be some disagreement as to whether we can fix it or not. I mean, planning director thinks he can fix 20 arbitrarily and 23, 23 is the one we talked about before. It's so stupid that if you don't own a car, you're not allowed to use your garage. You have to leave your garage completely empty. If you live in this in this in this building, if you don't have a, a car, that's literally what it says. It's for parking only. I mean, if that's not the stupidest condition I've ever seen in all my time, I, you know. But she is hit on a way bigger issue on on probably multiple fronts of of the format of of this body too, and I do want to bring it back down to the applicants because they have put together a project and I, I really don't know how to say this. I really want to keep them moving in the ball rolling, but there are issues that go along with everything else is kind of wrapped into this. Um, I don't know how to, how we get past that is does, how can they get past the 10 days to do a, another appeal? Does that have to go to the full board of supervisors or, Say some if they if these other conditions, and I know Albert sees reasoning behind scratching number twenty. Um, but is this something where every applicant, when they do get a condition of approval, 
and it's going to be coming to this body for review, then in essence, they're just going to need to sit there and check off every single condition of approval if they want this body to be able to discuss it and make judgment on it. That they'd have to specifically appeal the conditions that they have issue with as the zoning ordinance stands now. And if you, and just to answer, if this were to go to the board level, you would be, they would, you would deny their appeal and they would appeal to the board, then they would have the board's attention. But if you grant their appeal today, they're not going to be in front of the board. Uh, so to go to Commissioner Kelly's comment, how do we get the purview to be able to look at all the conditions at one time? Is that something that the Board of Supervisors has to give us? Correct. There would have to be an amendment to the zoning ordinance. Does the board have the ability to change these conditions if it were appealed to them? Board could change the appealed conditions, the these two items, if it were in front of the board. Only these two. Yes, I confirmed that. Okay, because I've seen them, I've seen them do a lot more than that many, many times over the years. Uh, Again, I want to reiterate: this is the site development review process. It's its own animal in the zoning ordinance. That's why this is so. It's different than a track different. map and a conditional use permit. And okay, I'm, and I'm not prepared to discuss all the intricacies of all those processes today. But yes, it's different. Um. So could the applicant ask for an in-progress change? There's a process for that. Sure, they could ask for uh, a, to amend the project. Um, do we mean in-process, like during plan check, that kind of thing? or I mean, at, at any time, could the applicant come back and say, we'd like to remove these, you know, we'd like to apply to remove these conditions? And then it would, I'd assume back it to would go Mac. to the MAC, and then it would come... It well, would, it would go to the MAC, and then it would go to you, and then if, I guess they didn't get what they wanted at that point. He appeals it, and it comes to us. But yeah, yeah. so that that might be one way to to do it. Um, okay, well, there is a bigger issue here. I think we need to 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 work on. We can't fix it today. All we can do is nineteen and twenty two. Um, does the applicant want to say anything? Pull that microphone over to you. Well, I don't have don't have all the answers to that, but uh, uh, let's get back to the uh, to the garbage cans. Um, my architect, she's on Zoom, so she I'd like her to be able to speak to that because we have worked on that in the meantime, where they are placed on a daily basis in the complex. Uh, so she will could maybe answer that, and she has a sketches on it, I think. Now, with regard to the lady who's concerned about the, the garbage cans out in the street, I I understand her concern, but that particular property, it's, a, it's got a it's got the ideal place for them out in the street because uh, there's a fire hydrant, right, at the right on the property at the corner of the property. And today, um, uh, I didn't realize it was painted already, but there's it's striped, in other words. Um, for any fire hydrant, nobody's allowed to park there, parallel or otherwise. Um, so, the, however, the garbage cans could be out there, and they would take up uh, nobody's space even when they're there because you, 
you can't park there anyway. So uh, it's ideal the garbage cans could fit into that space that's red. And uh, I'm sure if a fireman comes along, the one one day, one night that the garbage cans are out in the week, you're sure as heck going to push them aside and get at that, that um, uh, the, the, the uh, red if he has to. So that kind of answers it just happened to be there that takes that. So the lady who's concerned, uh, she, she uh, has a right to be, I know that, but um, <laughs> answers her question. The garbage cans can be out there. The same number of cars that would normally be there up and down the street can be there and there's no, and so that, that kind of um, eases that situation. Um, I would like to, if we could get to our architect maybe on the Zoom, uh, to explain just what I mentioned about with regard to where they would be when there's... When, I see she's got her hand up and I'll call on her in a second, but while I have you up here, uh, I just want to... I, I heard everything you said, but since Condition 20 was not appealed by you, it very likely will stand. And the first sentence is, the garbage container shall remain on site, which would prohibit you from putting them in the street. Now, I understand what the planning director says. He doesn't agree with that. He'd like to see that go away, but it doesn't sound like he has the authority to do that. He can say we don't enforce it, but this whole thing sounds messy because if Carolyn calls code enforcement, she's going to want it enforced. It's a condition of approval that's legally there. I mean, I understand that the planning director is the the boss of code enforcement, but <laughs> it's, it's a mess that should be fixed that uh, instead of being allowed to go forward. So I just want to make sure you understand that that's, that's there and there's potential that it stays there and you would not be able to be able to put your carts on the street. I don't, gee, it's hard for me to tie in to, to buy that situation. I met with the garbage company um, and uh, talked about uh, the garbage can, the garbage big truck driving in and picking up the garbage in the back and, and backing out. They, they won't go for that. Uh, backing out onto the busy streets and with schools there and so forth. And that came up in your last meeting. So the answer is to put it right where in front of the fire hydrant and uh, should be no problem. I wouldn't want to move ahead on this and have it be on print that uh, the garbage cans cannot be put out on the street. That's the way it's charge do I have then they if they can't put out in the street and the garbage company will not drive his truck in to, to take them out. Um, it just makes no sense. Could we could we have that that statement removed? Can't change. We can't change condition well, I mean, twenty. Well, I'd have to appeal to have it done. I guess I you can't. can't you can't appeal because you only have ten days to appeal after it's approved. But that's what I was just asking the planning director about: is if you could ask for a change, where you could literally ask that you'd like to have condition twenty and maybe twenty three removed from your conditions. That would pretty much be it, if that's all you wanted. And that would go back to the MAC for hearing at the MAC. And they're going to do whatever they're going to do with it. And then the planning director is going to make a decision after that. And we don't know how that the chips are going to fall on that. But if you're not happy with what the planning director does, because he makes the decision, you can appeal that. You have 10 days to appeal that. Then it would come back to us. And, you know, I think we're, we've expressed our, our concern with 20 and 23. But, um, we can't fix those today. We can't alter those today. Uh, all we can deal with is 19 and 22, which are exclusively about the carport. 
uh, I'm I not sure. I appreciate what. all you're doing, but uh, I, I can't move ahead and have that statement in there that the garbage cans cannot go on the street. So I'm sorry if we have to prolong it and appeal that, and but we'll we'll have to do it. Uh, okay. Did you have anything else you want to say? I would like to, if the architect could. Um, I, I'll so. I'll call on her in just a second. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yep. Is there another? I'm just trying to think outside the box. That's what's getting us we, in trouble. We denied. <laughs> we deny the appeal. He brings it to the soups to the board of soups. We wait, write a letter as a board. I asked her if they have authority to change it, and they don't either because it's exclusively with the site development review process. The board I've seen them. They I've seen them change stuff before, but honestly, that was CUP stuff. That was BZA okay. appeals yeah. mostly. Yeah. It was not. Okay. I can't say that I was an SDR. I'm just trying to make it try to clear this soup. And I, I don't know, county council, can you? So the board of supervisors can't strike one of these either. Conditions. That's my understanding. And also, I would discourage your commission from taking a legal action where the applicant has asked for relief. Um, so to to orient him to a specific relief that you're hoping that he gets from the board of supervisors. It's not a oh, good oh, like going that direction. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I, again. I appreciate your creativity. <laughs> right. I'm just trying to like take some of these pieces and put it together and and make something that sure. is truly feasible for of course. this project. I, I believe you you all um, are bound by certain bylaws and principles here and wouldn't take such an action. But I understand the creativity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Well, um, I, Commissioner I, Kelly. Can I say something? Yeah, sure. Uh, no, I would just I would recommend the the Mac route. I mean, it will be probably many months before you're actually under construction where the garbage cans are going to be an issue in real life. So you have you have some time to go back to the Mac and just change those conditions, ask for them to um and then it's a staff level, it's a plan director decision to uh after that. And so if if you were satisfied with that decision, then you don't have to appeal. If their neighbor appeals it because they really want you to have the garbage cans inside, then that would be appealed back to this board, back to the commission. So there's some process there, but there is an ending, I think, uh, in that in that in that uh, scenario uh, where you'll you'll get, I think, where you need to. That's what I would recommend. So th that wouldn't um, stop them from going forward where they're at at this point. It would just, it'd be like an in progress change type of situation. Okay, Commissioner Kelly, you have your hand up still? Did you? Oh, I raised it again. Uh, there's no process where we can just put this, is there? Did that already. No, I mean to the board. Can't we, can, we can't advance it without determination? Um, we could, I, I think we would just elongate the process that way. I don't, I personally don't have any problem with moving on 19 and 22 today. At least we can clean it up to that extent. Uh, but 20 and 23 are going to take, um, you know, a, a little bit of additional work on the applicant's part. And 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 it would go back to the MAC and then the staff, the planning director, make a decision after that. But that could be done without stopping the project. So I think in the interest of allowing the applicant to move forward in the construction permit process, I I would recommend that we do 19 and 22 today and leave 20 and 23 to the applicant and staff to figure out. I mean, I'm prepared to support that, Mark, Commissioner Crawford. I don't, 
want to delay a good project and another three months is a real significant delay and could be longer, I will just say that I'm very uncomfortable advancing this project with 23 intact. And I hope strongly that the applicant will choose to appeal it or to look for other relief. Um, but if that's what's necessary and it's completely outside of our authority, um, I, I, I'd be happy to make that motion that we uh, we grant the appeal. So before that, uh, the the architect has her hand up, so I'd like to call on her to see what she's got. And so I'm going to reopen the public portion. I don't know who iPhone 16 is, uh, and and Kelly A is 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 chiming in. Um, so let's start with uh, the uh, architect, Christine Dang. Uh, hello, hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Doesn't look like it gives me a camera option. Um, okay, so it sounds like we're kind of where we were at our last meeting. And I just wanted to ask and make sure that um, looking at the agenda, the link that goes to the staff report that William has updated, um, my understanding was that we couldn't speak to the trash issue last month's meeting because it wasn't quote unquote agendized. Um, so my understanding was that since this was put on um, the new report, that it would be something that we would be able to talk about. Um, but is that correct that since it's not officially an appeal that it's not up for discussion? Um, because it oh, seemed like last month it was an issue of it not being agendized, but it looks like on the new report, all of the items have been put up um, for discussion. I think that's what we thought until we got here tonight. And, and I, okay. I know, I know that County council would appreciate it if we did not discuss these other conditions, um, sure. which is understandable. Um, we seem to be doing it anyway, but um, we can't take action on those other conditions. Is okay. Understood. At. I just wanted to make sure that the, the updated report um, was being acknowledged. Uh, well, I do have some sketches of trash configurations, but I am not sure if it's very, um, <laughs> useful given the discussion today um, to look at those if we can't make any movement on them. Uh, we can't we can't do anything about that. If this if this does go back to the Mac, that might be the appropriate place to show those. To clarify, if we are not appealing, what is it or is it submitting a brand new application? Like what do we call this process? An it amendment? Be, yeah, it would be an amendment to the site development review and um uh, Will can work with the applicant to do that uh, whenever they're ready, and um, we can work with, with them on any kind of fees that would be associated with that so they don't have to pay any more money. It's fair. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I guess um, after this meeting, we'll be in touch with Will to get that process started. Okay. Did you have anything else, Christy? Um, well, earlier the, the question came up of why did we not appeal the trash um, when we had the chance? And I think as uh, the applicant pointed out, we were trying to work with the CVSAN to figure out a solution where we could meet as many of the max uh, conditions of approval as possible. And it wasn't until more recent conversations uh, that we found out that we're unable to get the trash picked up Um and back up into Anita Avenue. So um, same with the leasing, we, we've tried to meet these as much as we can. So um, in the reapplication process, we can 
bring up those um, issues of the lease agreement even or um, of the trash pickup. Yes. Okay, anything else? That's it. Okay, thank you. Uh, Kelly A has his hand up. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, we just heard from a lawyer saying that we couldn't go through uh, uh, fake uh, uh, procedural and legal maneuvers in order to uh, going backwards in order to go forwards and go uh, and do devious, you know, uh, circumlocutions to get um, uh, the uh, a good result. Um, and and same with all this. Same with a lot of stuff that's being appealed today. You know, having a garbage truck go into a little dead end street, a little dead end driveway and uh and and pick up stuff underneath people's bedrooms as opposed to picking it up on the street like everybody else does which is the right way to do it that's a bad thing that was a stupid idea to have the, the sending garbage trucks into the driveway same same with building carports when really the the right thing to do for earthquake safety and for everything else and for storage is to build a, a regular garage and then the idea of taking away their storage uh, and so they can't park a car and have some storage like everybody else does who owns a garage or rents a garage or whatever uses a garage. Everybody else stores stuff in their garage along with their car um, and telling them they can't uh, they can't put storage in their garage is, you know, as this committee has pointed out, um, that's not how we do it. We, we, we treat them all the same in all the garages get used, you know, the way garages get used in Castor Valley. And that, if they put cars and storage in them that's that's fine that's what the accepted uh accepted thing in, in castor valley so yeah I, I really it's it's uh very upsetting that uh in, in order to achieve a political end to tell people oh look we're not going to crowd up your street for garbage cans like everybody else does oh look we're not going to put cars in the street all the cars are going to be parked in these stupid carports and uh, don't worry, we're not going to overcrowd your streets when in, uh, when everybody else on the, who lives on that street is already overcrowding the streets because, uh, you know, that's how how Castor Valley was designed. But then the next guy who builds uh, some apartments is not going to be allowed to to do all the same things that everybody else in the neighborhood is already doing. Um, you know, this is very, very bad. We need to get uh, Castor Valley to design things the right way and not design them in a bad way for political reasons. Thanks. Okay, I don't believe we have any other hands up. Can't see it. What was the last speaker? Okay, I'm going to close the public portion again. Commissioners, um, Commissioner Kelly said he was willing to commotion to approve the appeal, which would remove condition 19 and 22. Uh, Commissioner Kelly, is that still the case? Yes. Okay. And we can't do anything else. So is there a second? Second. Okay. All those in favor say aye. 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 Okay. Motion carries 5 0. Congratulations, uh, Commissioner Kelly, as vice chair. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Staff comments and correspondence. I provided the, the letter that you got, we talked about earlier. Uh, and that's my only correspondence or com the comments or correspondence, sorry. Okay, chair's report. Um, I said most everything, but I, I would like to explain my 
motivation and that I was not able to be here for the September 5th planning commission meeting when the housing element came to the PC, my wife and I were on vacation. And so I wrote a letter and had commissioner, uh, had the chair read it. And, um, I watched the meeting later to see what had actually happened. And, um, there was a point in time where, and, and the gist of my letter was that the, um, the site's inventory was withheld from the public during the roadshow. So it went to all the max without the site's inventory. And the housing element, the, the whole thing is the site's inventory, okay? That is the most important piece of it. Um, Albert proceeded to say that they had put that online August 5th. And I was at the August 14th MAC meeting 10 days later. Uh, the chair specifically asked for the site's inventory. Um, he was not given it. He was not told that it was online. Um, and the chair specifically asked for it. It wasn't given to the MAC. It, it really it didn't appear until uh, it was given to the planning commission about a week before the hearing and we got our, our, um, our staff reports. Um, so I felt that the planning director basically lied to the planning commission to move the, the housing element forward. Um, and I think if I was here, maybe I could have uh, convinced other planning commissioners to send it back on the roadshow because the roadshow that occurred um, was deeply flawed. And um, when it went to the board of soups, you know, it's not something that they're dealing with, obviously they didn't deal with it there either. So it went to the state and um, we're only doing this once every seven years. So we need to do it right. And um, so I, yeah, I, I went ahead and, and wrote it to the state and uh, wrote to the state. I've, I've communicated with the state before in the last come out, housing, uh, housing element cycle. So I'm familiar with the folks up in Sacramento and, and the process. Um, so yeah, I wrote this. I wasn't trying to do it in secret. Um, and I stand by everything I said. So uh, I understand that uh, the planning director is, you know, is allowed to have his opinion. That's what he's written here. It's fine. We don't have to agree. Um, and honestly, if I had to do it all over again, I would do it all over again. So, I mean, if three supervisors want to kick me off the planning commission as a result, so be it. I'm going to do what I think is right. Um, I kind of look at this like I'm not elected by the unincorporated area, but I represent the unincorporated area to some degree. And it's my job to look out for the unincorporated area. Um, that's how I view this position sitting here. And that means protecting the unincorporated area from a bad applicant, a bad application, a bad project, uh, planning staff, or, or any other county staff abuse. Uh, and there's there's quite a bit of that. That's a whole nother story. Um, so that's why I did it. So um, if commissioners uh, feel I did something wrong, uh, I think they should say so. There's no reason to sugarcoat it. Um, and that's uh, chair's report. So next is commission announcement comments. Hey, could I make a comment on that? Yes. I, I, I mean, I wanted to, I didn't disagree with all, all your letter. I mean, I thought you made some valid points about us needing to do better in, uh, in, in several areas, like for example, the constraint section which we will do. Um, but our, you know, I stand by my position too, that the site's inventory as of an appendix was included as part of our roadshow. 
Um, and uh, I mean, maybe don't we'll know disagree. what's happening at these hearings. Obviously, no. What I, what I'm saying is that my staff told me that the the we you know the the sites inventory is not just a map; it's an entire appendix that has a whole table of all the sites on it, and that right. was part of the record at the time, and it was available to the public. Um, and so, I mean, I may, we're gonna it wasn't, we're it gonna wasn't disagree Albert. on it, but but I. I, if my staff is telling me that it was, and we talked about that because we wanted to make sure that it was available before the hearing, otherwise it wouldn't be a good hearing. And so. So it wasn't in the max staff report. The chair specifically asked for it. Staff did not give it to them. So how would you, how does that square with what you're saying right now? That was 10 days after what you say it went online. I, I wasn't at that Mac meeting, so I don't was. know. I don't know exactly how that went down, but. Um, that you know, our obligation is to was to put it online and to make it available to the public. It was done. It was not. It wasn't done until uh, it, it came to the planning commission. And I don't have any reason to make that up. I mean, I went back and watched the MAC meeting in its entirety uh, before the planning commission meeting even, and I spoke to the chair about it as well and asked him. I said, "Do you remember this?" And he said, "Yeah." And you know, at no time. Uh, and the MAC meeting, I believe, was the last meeting before it came to the Planning Commission. And at no time was that made available to the public. So if you guys had it, if you guys put it, we have no way to verify when you put it online. But even if you did put it online, I, I mean, if you're going to if you're going to go on the road show, you would you would put it in the staff reports. You should put it in the staff reports. I mean, so that everybody has it and and you know, can look at it. It's like, I don't know why you wouldn't do that, except that it wasn't being made public until it went to the planning commission. So I'm just going on what I saw, what I witnessed, and what I know happened. You're going on what your staff is telling you. So I'm going on firsthand knowledge and you're going on what somebody told you. So I, I'm, and that's why I'm, I'm so frustrated by this. I'm extremely frustrated that you chose to do those two other plans instead of the housing element. Now we've got $55 million that public works isn't getting, you know, for some period of time, if at all, because of that decision that you made. And the ramifications of that are, are, are pretty great. And I don't think you've taken responsibility for that. And uh, I, I look at it like, I said earlier, I think it's my job to try to protect the unincorporated area, even from county staff when necessary. And now that there is some heat to get this thing done, that, you know, everyone's kind of looking at it like, yeah, that's, that's kind of a big mistake, actually, at this point. Um, staff is just trying to rush it through the process. And you had 200 people at that MAC meeting. That was the hugest MAC meeting in years and years and years. And they were there because of the housing element. And they were furious about our entire downtown being rezoned for low-income housing. And I and so I, so now that we're finally going through the process we have, uh, we're getting isn't isn't that great either. It's it's very problematic and it's upsetting a lot of people. But they didn't have the site's inventory even to to look at to get a full picture of it. So so I'm I'm doing what I can and. I'm I'm trying to stay within the the bounds, um, and I didn't at any time in my email represent that I was speaking for the commission. So that's your interpretation. Well, but I think that you know uh, my my 
my thoughts on that are were, have been put here on paper. I don't like to be, I mean, I'm a professional planner. I've been for 30 plus years and applying to the planning commission. And I take that very, because uh, I went, that was the impetus in this letter. I think that you know, I like the record to be corrected. I mean, if if uh, I know that what you said is probably true, there's no way to, there's no evidence, and I, I mean, that seems sounds kind of silly to even go down that road. But um, you know, I'm not going to purposely uh, misrepresent actually the planning commission can get the plan uh, as an element. Right, we are under a lot of pressure, and it's going to take working together on this. So, um, you know, in that spirit, I like to just you know, let and as it may on the facts, but, you know, we have work to do. Great. Operation out of, so that. Uh, well, <laughs> okay. That, that is your statement. Any other comments? Yeah, Mark, I have one. Go ahead. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Notifications is always a challenging thing. I, um, I've had more time to think about this and finish reading the materials. And I would just add that I think we can do a better job than is legally required when it comes to noticing such important documents around the housing element, specific plans. There's what's the letter of the law. And then there's what's, you know, better outreach, which, you know, is something we try to do. We often hold more roadshows and things that are legally required, but I think that when it comes to providing, you know, lay notice to review documents, it's very helpful, even as a planning commissioner and a policy professional, it's challenging to me sometimes uh, to review our materials. I mean, I greatly appreciate, and I think the other members of this body do, when we get our packet early, you know, sometimes it's the Brown Act deadline, and sometimes it's two weeks before that, or whenever, and that's lovely. And you have much more time. And I think for members of the public to see something, you know, airing on that side of caution. Um, I was at the um, meeting in question, though, with the planning commission, not at the MAC. Um, I'm actually not sure if planning commissioners, well, we are. I just, I think we're discouraged from attending MAC meetings, or maybe I would more. Um, I don't believe, just for the record, that the planning director intended to mislead the commission. I certainly don't think he intentionally lied, but I do think that there may have been a disconnect in information, and it does seem that there are some folks saying they didn't receive materials that they were supposed to, and I think you can't go back in time and change that, and you know, it could be um, important to look back and figure out what went wrong if it really was something that could be prevented in the future, but you know, those are also the sorts of things that if we do them a little earlier, don't happen. So I think there are definitely lessons to learn here. Um, I just wanted to, to add that. Um, I do have an additional comment that's on a different matter. So I don't know if you want to rotate to everyone who might have a comment on this, or if you want me to just be long-winded all at once. Uh, I, I think we can close out with you on that. So if you want to change the subject, go ahead. Sure. So I'd just like to request that the County staff can bring forward to the Planning Commission, perhaps in conversation with County Council, perhaps elsewhere, um, what it would take to amend the zoning ordinance language that was subject in today's hearing, um, and what what who has that authority and, and what that language would look like um, along the lines of what was expressed as the will of the Commission last time, that those other conditions in the future 
can be considered. I don't know if there's any other constraints, but that would be a future agenda item I would like to request uh, along with um, one more comment, which is oftentimes parking comes to us. Oftentimes, um, I think really legitimate issues like the trash cans and such get raised by the community, but they have very little to do with the development itself and a lot to do with the neighborhood. It would be curious to me as a future staff report, uh, just a, an update, you know, to hear from staff one, is there any way we can formally request public works to look into a situation when we do receive public feedback? If so, what that process is? And if not, what it would take for us to do something such as to refer to the Planning Commission or to the Public Works, uh, yes, Public Works, um, to look at parking or something in a neighborhood more holistically, uh, which is, you know, often folks want us to solve the problem in the last development to go in on the street, and that is really not the source of the problem. And so it's, it's not very effective for us to try to address it there. Whereas the agency, you know, should be made aware of it officially. And I'm not sure if that happens offline via staff. We never really hear anything from the Public Works Agency directly. Um, so I just wanted to flag that. Thank you. So just one more question for the for the commission on the Baker Tilly report. Do we want to, I mean, I I, I think that we can discuss this under permit streamlining um, on the agenda. County Council correct can correct me if I'm wrong on that. Uh, we need to structure that in another way, or I mean, I, I mean, how quickly and how deeply do we want to uh, dive on this, or do we want to wait until we get something from CAO's office as to whether they're going to do a presentation or not? I'm not having a. Unfortunately, the individual at CAO's office is not returning my email, um, so I think. Uh, I think there's some discussions between supervisors and, and CAO's office on what to do here. Um, so, any preference? Is our authority with this document? It's not so much our authority with this document is, I, I, we kind of talked about this before, um, our approach would be more one of asking for updates from uh, the departments, the four departments that are um, you know, planning public works, environmental health, and the fire department on whatever sort of basis we want to try to do. And the idea behind that would be, you know, here's a list of things that, the, that you know, the planning department needs to do, you know, where are they at on those, you know, um, what, what is our, what is our, what is our opinion or our recommendation on any of those uh, if we if we have one where it's not it's not authority we don't have authority to make planning or public works or any of these these departments do anything, but the conversations that I've had with uh, county supervisor on this is it's you know it's not a bad thing for somebody to be bringing it up on a regular basis, and the supervisors they just don't have the bandwidth for it is the problem. Jim, yeah. Committee, or can we look at this, analyze it, work with county staff, and come up with recommendations for besides what's just in there, what's kind of feasible, getting action items from Albert on how to improve, and then put that as a recommendation to the board? I think that could be that could be part of the process at some point, but I think we need to. 
I would kind of, I would kind of recommend baby steps in the sense that let's get real familiar with the document first and, you know, to get a sense of what's missing. One of the, one of the biggest problems that I have with this document is before it was released publicly, it was given, the consultant gave it to these four departments to basically edit it, which, I mean, if you're going to do a review and a critique on somebody, an independent. it's like a performance review on an employee. It's like you give it to them. Oh, hey, before I give this to my boss, you want to look at this and cross out what you don't like? Uh, that's what happened here. Um, so, so that's not an independent analysis is what you're saying. I don't think it's complete. So you're, you're, what you're touching on is, are there other things that need to be considered? I would, I would, I would think, yes, there are. I'd like to see the list of what got struck out. I, I mean, I, that's what I'd like to, that's what I'd like to know. Um, especially since the County spent like $500,000 on this to, at, at the end of the process to allow it to be manipulated like that, I think is, is just unbelievable. Um, but anyway, it happened and, um, requests for information on what was edited out have gone without response. Um, so our, you know, our, we don't have any authority here over County staff and I'm not, I'm, and I'm not trying to suggest that we <laughs> try to create or exert authority over County staff, but authority was probably, probably the wrong, wrong word, but like, what's the process to implement or help implement some of the changes working with Albert, like you Albert brought up a good point. We got to try to work together. He know I he's read this report. I'm sure he knows some of the areas that need to be improved on and how we as as a group can care for applicants and and I think all we can do is 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 draw attention to it and keep attention on it and um, like. You know, in this letter that I wrote to uh, county or to the state HCD, I'm, I'm basically asking them to require that this be done in the housing element. And they do have the authority to do that. That, that was my request of them. Because if you list in the housing element, the government constraints of the, that these four departments are the, are the government constraints, then you need to have a plan on what you're going to do to remedy that situation. Well, here's the plan. Here's the work plan. So, I mean, this is this has all already been done, and to have it just sit on a shelf and be ignored because everybody's too busy to deal with it is, to me, is not a solution. Because it took you know, so many years of effort just to get to this point. Um, so, I, I think as a as a body, you know, let's get familiar with it. Let's figure out. Um, let's try to get some reports out of these departments and see what sort of cooperation we're going to get there. Let's see what the state does on it. If they require it, that will help out a lot. Uh, and let's see what the supervisors uh, want to do. I mean, the conversations I've had is that they're they're supportive of us doing this, but um, I think that's not not decided for sure yet. They're trying to figure out, you know, what to do as well. Because um, we're and why is that happening? Because we're bringing it up, right? So. It's having the intended uh, result already to that degree. So I would suggest that we move into it slowly. Um, as far as uh, I'd love to get a presentation. I don't know how fast that's going to happen. Um, let me let me ask the commissioners here. Huh? For help with getting the presentation. Maybe. Uh, I'd be reluctant to have Albert give the presentation. I'd like it to be made by a neutral party. Oh, I get that, but... Um, let the education that the commissioners will get for presentation 
important step. It's a baby step, but an important step. So I would definitely favor Chesanuke building. Can we put it on the, is it, were we allowed to talk on this on the agenda specifically under the streamlining? I think we're a bit off of the agenda at this point, um, but you can talk meeting. about future agendizing something for future meeting. Um, that's what I meant. That's I'm fine. Sorry. Well, I, he's asking, we have a standing item permit streamlining subcommittee on, and that's pretty much what this is all about. So can we talk about this at that on our future meetings, or do we need to have a different, more specific item? I mean, obviously we would have a different, more specific item if we had a department coming in to give us a, you know, a report or whatever. But as far as just discussion among commissioners, the public making comment. We want to put an informational item on the next meeting or a meeting in, We're in March? We're about the structure. Do we need it as a specific item or can we do it under our permit streamlining? I would think you would want it as a specific item. Okay. Considering, I understand how it fits in with permit streamlining, but it would need to be a specific item. Okay, that's good. We can do it that way. So commissioners, how much time do you want to get through this document? Let's start there. Because <laughs> I think we should all read it before we do this, you know, before we talk about it, because then we can be informed about next steps we want to take. It be, oh, go ahead. I have read it. And that's that would be the that would be the purpose. So a month, and we're not meeting every two weeks anyway. So, you know, okay. So yeah, a month. Our next meetings in a month. Let's put it on that agenda. Yeah. Uh, Andy, does that work for you? Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, I'm good. Okay. Here would, um, would it be? Should we make as a board a letter of recommendation to the state? Or do we want to understand it more? Or to our least to our supervisors, our board. Uh yeah, I mean, if the commission's is that something the commission wants to do? Um go ahead, Kelly, you want to say something? Yeah, I believe that there I mean, maybe maybe it's weird not seeing stuff. Um I, or your faces very well, but um, I believe that there's usually a process where uh, the, the the county response letter would go through some sort of a process. Um, I don't think it just gets sent staff to staff, but I do think that before we send anything, if we do, which I don't know that I think we should, but maybe we should, um, we should certainly have a discussion about it and a presentation from staff. I was also just going to say, I believe the audio... Uh, from the um, previous time that the Planning Commission did hear this in more detail is on the website, which might be helpful for some folks. I know that I personally have an easier time navigating that dense of a document after hearing a little bit of an overview from someone trying to talk about it coherently than just diving in, but I certainly think it's worth our time to have that discussion again and be able to answer commissioner questions in light of the letter and the new folks. Rephrase my uh, as a board, maybe as a board, we we request that they come in and give us as a board collectively. 
And I mean, if it hasn't happened by a, a month from now, we can do that. It'll be on our agenda. We're discussing it. We could, I, I mean, I'm assuming. So do we need to have that listed as an action item as opposed to an information item if we wanted to? I mean, it's not really an action, so this is going to be don't kind see of- this as an action item. Right. As you're saying it now, though, um, over the I next month, a... if this sort of develops in a different way, it might need to be noticed differently. But oh. what, we... let me ask, sorry to interrupt you. What what action would you be taking specifically after that presentation? Well, uh, uh... Okay. Presentation by CAO's office. <laughs> I know it's like so, it's like so gray area. Like we are totally charting new territory here. <clears throat> I would say for now that this would be on your March 4th agenda and that we do need to work or staff would need to work on putting this together. Uh, yeah, we don't, yeah, we don't have but to. I, do I don't, I, I can't say definitively whether that would be an appropriate action item. Okay. So, uh, I guess staff set it up in such a way that if we want to do something like that, we can, if it's possible, let's leave it at that because we don't have the answer right now. And, and March 4th, I believe is, uh, there's an election that's election night or they need the room to set up for election. So that meeting was this a polling this, place. Yeah. So there won't be a meeting March 5th. Okay. So it'll be the second meeting. Yeah. Second meeting in March. Oh, Cause they're going to, this is a polling place. Yeah, so for, you got 45 days to read it now. <laughs> so we won't be meeting as a commission on March 4th? No, the room's room's taken. <laughs> yes. One question for legal counsel. This is about Brown acting. So what is, doesn't have to be answered now. It can be answered later. All I'm asking is, I was sick last round. I was one to make the meeting, but I was sick, and I was talking about doing a remote um location i understand it changed recently and i was told it's no big deal i said not nah, you can't do it you need a certain amount of hours but i understood that changed you don't have to tell me now but just get back to me on that I can tell you now i actually looked into it today for commissioner kelly uh, um which is that if you have a contagious illness um that's under the just cause exception for you being able to appear telephonically you don't have to do 72 hours your location obviously does not need to be noticed on the agenda itself because nobody wants to go where you are um, and you should notify the commission as soon as possible to let them know that you'll be appearing telephonically and then you'll need to state the reason why on the record like commissioner kelly had to do at the beginning saying that you have an illness a contagious illness and you can't appear that um, exception is twice a year that you can use it there's another exception, which is emergency circumstances, which is if there was obviously an emergency for you or emergency for your family member, um, that would also has a limit on it. Um, and I believe you do have to get permission for it to appear with that emergency circumstance. If any of you had that issue, I would advise you at the beginning of the meeting how to conduct yourselves. It's no longer... Um, permissible under the Brown Act for you to have just been in close contact with somebody with COVID, somebody, your family members sick or anything along those lines, you actually have to be sick yourself for this uh, just cause exception to apply. Um, there's also other um, exceptions. And I would be happy to advise you of your Brown Act um, exceptions for appearing telephonically. If you ever wanted to put that on the agenda, I could do that for you a little refresher. That'd be good. Um, I think that should be on our next agenda, if possible. 
it's a very complicated thing <laughs> on old Brown Act, and there's new votes. We're just we're just into age education here. Uh, any other comments? That we are adjourned. <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. Thank you, Sandy. Congratulations. Hope you feel better. Thank you. Thank you. Take good care.